Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. The Dallas Cowboys beat the Eagles, and that's it for their resume of serious wins. So does that make Dallas a serious contender? Also, is this Justin Fields' last hurrah in the Windy City? And why there's another player entering the chat for NBA Rookie of the Year. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. A couple weeks ago, the Dallas Cowboys were the toast of the NFL town after Mm. pounding the Philadelphia Eagles in a revenge spot. But since then, we have the Buffalo Bills disaster and then a tough loss on Sunday against Miami Dolphins, one of the best teams in the league where they go down and they get what looks like the game-winning points and the defense can't hold. They're now 10-5 and and their chance at winning the NFC East is resting on the Eagles Going into utter collapse, Landon McCool from Locked On Cowboys joins me now. And Landon, uh, no rest for the weary here. They've got the Detroit Lions coming up on Saturday in the standalone spot. What do you make of why this has been a bit of a roller coaster season for this Dallas team? Well, I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with who they played, you know. I mean, I, I think, look, I mean, if you go into the schedule and we all do this exercise because we all cover, you know, NFL teams, right? We, we the schedule comes out. It's absolutely ridiculous process. But we start circling, you know, the wins and losses preseason before we even know who these teams are. And if you're going to look at this one, this on the road against the Bills in December, on the road against the, the Dolphins. I mean, these were two that you had circled for potential losses, I think. And I, I think the Bills game is separate to me from this Dolphins loss, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Dolphins loss, it's like both of these two teams had more to play for than the Cowboys going in, I think. You know, they, they even with the Dolphins game, win or lose, the Cowboys needed the Eagles to implode a little bit more in order for them to win the NFC. So I, I think that that's a big part of, of, of why uh, uh, there's been a, a little bit of a, of a motivation disparity between the, with the teams they play, but also on top of the fact, you know, the Cowboys have struggled on the road. I think that there's, there's no way around that at this point. Uh, but I, you know, I think the Buffalo game to me was a, was a, was a blowout. It was a, t- a Buffalo team that absolutely had to win. They came in motivated. They pounded the Cowboys and and Miami, it was, you know, it more was on script. The, the Cowboys were favored to, you know, I think the, the Dolphins were favored by one point. The Cowboys lost by two on a last-minute field goal. Uh, and, yeah, absolutely, there's a way to spin it like, yeah, the Cowboys' defense couldn't hold at the end, but there's also a way to look at it like, hey, last week the Cowboys couldn't stop anybody from running, and, and this week they did a good job against the run, and they limited the most explosive offense to 22 points at home where they're traditionally, you know, very good. The other part of this, though, Landon, is um, I don't know if you know this, but in the playoffs, you have to be uh, good teams and the Dallas Cowboys are going to have to go on the road. So um, if your best win is against the Eagles and the Eagles don't look like any great shakes so far this season and you have these issues against these good teams and on the road, that doesn't seem like a great harbinger for, for playoff Christmas's future here for Mike McCarthy and company. No, absolutely not. I mean, like, there's no way around that. The Cowboys <laughs> absolutely have to win games on the road, and especially if if things don't fall the way, uh, you know, if the Eagles don't collapse uh, uh, down the, the stretch, then they're not going to give you the opportunity to really play a home game. So you, you do have to find a way to win these games on the road. I, I think that the Cowboys, you know, have run into some very difficult teams on the road, uh, and I think that that's been part of the issue. And I think that, you know, 
I don't think that they're incapable of winning these games. I just think they haven't, you know, that, you know, the ball bounced the wrong way in Miami a couple different times that if they had bounced, you know, if Hunter Lipke handles that handoff at the one yard line, maybe yeah. we're talking about a different situation and suddenly the, the narratives are different. But I think for right now, the, the Cowboys need to win these games that, uh, you know, they, they need to control what they can control. Right. And that's beating Detroit coming up and then hope for the, a little bit of good luck with the Eagles. And then outside of that, they just need to get into the opportunity. They couldn't win a playoff game on the road last, uh, it was two years ago, last year. Uh, and then they beat Tom Brady in, in, in Tampa Bay. And, you know, it's, it, it's every, it feels like every year they're getting a step further than where they couldn't go the previous year. I, I just don't know if that's going to be a fast enough uh, uh, progression for Cowboys fans when it comes to playoff time. Uh, this weekend to win, control the controllables, which is like one of the oldest coaching truisms that there is. Yep. How can they control this game? How do they how do they find a way? What's the key? Well, they got to get back to uh, uh, you know being more efficient across the board on offense. I think that's that's something that they've had they had problems with in the Miami game is you know they looked really good moving the ball early and late, but there was definitely a period in the middle of that game where they kind of were you know, gave a couple three and outs and then just really put a lot of pressure on their defense to continually make plays to keep them in that game. Uh, I think that that's something that the, that the Cowboys are going to need to be better. And I, and I just think that the Cowboys, they just need to play like they've played at home. You know, if they could, if they're going to continue to tend the trend of, of not playing well on the road, then at the very least play like you're supposed to play at home against the Detroit Lions, who, you know, obviously may be the best opponent that you've had to play so far this season at home. So uh, I think the other part about this too, is that this is going to be an emotional game for Cowboys fans simply because of, the Jimmy Johnson uh, ring induction, the last regular season uh, uh, home game. Stay up to date all year on the Dallas Cowboys by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Cowboys on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, are we seeing the last of Justin Fields in a bear uniform? Before we answer that, the Vikings got some bad news on a key pass catcher. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, what are you waiting for? The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, teasers, and more. There's also a lot of weekly promos and boosts to give you plenty of opportunity to increase your payout. You can check out the Holiday Bowl tonight. It won't have the same luster without Caleb Williams, but USC faces Louisville. FanDuel likes the Cardinals and has them as seven-point favorites. You can also combine bets for bigger payouts. Same game parlay is a great way to enjoy watching sports, especially games like the Holiday Bowl. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and do the NFL season right. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Another major injury rocks the Minnesota Vikings as they are fighting for playoff positions. A series of tests revealed that Minnesota Vikings tight end TJ Hawkinson tore both the ACL and MCL in his right knee during the team's 30-24 loss Sunday to the Detroit Lions. Hawkinson will be placed on IR and he'll have surgery 
soon. Recovery from double ligament tears can be a bit more time, according to Kevin O'Connell, the head coach. Knowing TJ, the type of player he is, O'Connell said, I'm absolutely looking forward to when we can get him back rolling and ready to have a great 2024 season. This is also, remember, a season in which Kirk Cousins has been lost with an Achilles tear and Justin Jefferson missed significant time. Rookie receiver Jordan Addison, also week to week currently with an ankle injury as the Vikings get set to take on the Packers with a playoff spot on the line this Sunday night. Grizzlies point guard John Morant named Western Conference Player of the Week Tuesday after leading a struggling Memphis squad to its first three-game win streak this season. Morant made his season debut this past Tuesday against the New Orleans Pelicans, returning from a 25-game suspension with a 34-point performance that included a game-winning floater at the buzzer. He's averaged 28, 9, and 6 across those three games. After the three wins, Morant has the Grizzlies within shouting distance of the play-in. It has not been a very Merry Christmas in Motown. The Detroit Pistons set the all-time record for the longest losing streak in a single NBA season after falling to the Nets on Tuesday. In the game in which they broke it, their franchise player did quite literally everything he possibly could do to will this team to a victory. Everything he possibly could to get the Detroit Pistons our win. Kate Cunningham did everything he could. And they still lost. In the second half, Cade did not sit a single minute. Cade played the entire second half, all 24 minutes. And in the second half, are you ready for this? In the second half, he had 37 points on 13 of 16 shooting, three of three from deep, and eight of 10 from the free throw line. 37 points on 13 of 16 shooting, 81%. Played all 24 minutes, didn't sit for a single second. And despite this, the Detroit Pistons still lose. And the Hawks and Bulls went down to the wire. Andre Drummond having a monster stat line today. And one of the only reasons the Bulls really were able to stay in the game in the first half. Now, second half was a different story. We'll talk about that when we get into the full game. But just to focus on Andre Drummond's game today, 24 points, 25 rebounds, 10 of those being offensive rebounds, three steals, one assist, two blocks. Andre Drummond, this is his best game clearly as a Chicago Bull in 39 minutes at that. How you feeling about the game from Andre Drummond, Pat? I'm not going to lie. I feel like uh, Vooch was sitting on the sidelines like, wait a minute. You're supposed to be my backup. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Andre Drummond had a heck of a night, and, and it was a dominant night. It was an elite night. I mean, you you talk about, of course, right, the uh, the the points and the rebounds. That That's the one thing that stands out, 24 points, 25 rebounds. But to me, the effort that he showed defensively all night, three steals, two block shots in that one, right? Like, Andre Drummond looked like, We've, we've talked about him as being one of the best, if not the best, backup center in the NBA. Uh, maybe Bobby Portis ahead of him. I think that was the one that I was kind of like, nah, that's facts. Um, but listen, Andre Drummond looked like a heck of a starter tonight to me. Here is another story you need to know. At one point earlier in the season, it looked like the Chicago Bears, by way of their trade with the Carolina Panthers and by virtue of their own record, had the chance to get the number one and number two overall picks. That dream is gone because they have won some games here of late. Three of their last four, 
and they very much could have beaten the Lions the first time they played, beat them the second time, and were a Hail Mary, Darnell Mooney laying on the ground catch away from beating the Cleveland Browns, which has some folks in Chicagoland getting some ideas about the future of this team. Lauren Cox, we'll see if he's one of them, our host of Locked on Bears. And Lauren, uh, this, this winning streak, if you want to call it that, um, has the Bears on the fringes of playoff contention, six and nine. Um, pushing up against my my uh, Bears under win total bet, which I'm not thrilled about, could could come down to week 18. But how much do you think this late season surge affects the way that they view the future of this team? It's tough because you don't want to put too much stock in the final five or six games of this season compared to the longer track record for some of the bigger decisions they have to make. But at the same time, like when they're such a young team that's still kind of growing and and kind of finding their way through the NFL, all of a sudden these last few games matter a lot more than the previous couple of seasons of games. When you're talking about evaluating whether Matt Eberflus should return as the head coach or not, we saw, we saw how bad this team was last season and to start the season, but some of that was expected and it was all about growth. And now we're seeing that growth and same thing with Justin Fields, right? There were, there's obviously been a lot of bad Justin Fields play, but ever since these, you know, these last like six or so games got back from an injury, he's playing better and better too. And it's, it's this really difficult spot of like, okay, what you've seen lately is really good, but what we saw before that, not as much. So which can you put more stock into, the bigger sample size or the more recent one that might be a little bit more predictive of what's in the future? But let's answer this question here, Lauren, because the Bears are going to have to answer this question about the future of Justin Fields, and now they're they're winning some of these games. There's some flashes, I would say, but you know we're still talking about a performance against the Cardinals, 15 of 27 for a buck 70 with a touchdown and an interception. Of course, nine for 97 on the ground as well, and we can't forget that part of it when it comes to Justin Fields. And so that leaves them asking this question, this fundamental question. Is it better to have Caleb Williams and whatever you can get for Justin Fields or Justin Fields and whatever you can get for Caleb Williams and or Marvin Harrison or whatever that is? And so... How how do you make that calibration right now if you're Chicago? It, to me, it's the most fascinating decision that any team will have to make this offseason. Like that, that question right there. And I think where it starts with the Bears is first, who's your head coach going to be in 2024? Like, yeah. is it Matt Eberflus? And then does he want to run it back with Justin Fields? Or is it a new head coach who wants to go get their own quarterback? Or maybe a new head coach who really believes in Justin Fields? Like that's ultimately where it starts first and why it's really impossible to predict at this stage. Cause certainly the general manager, Ryan Poles is not going to make that quarterback decision unilaterally without the head coach's influence on there. But to your point, and to kind of answer your question, like as these, even as the bears have won these games, like you can still see the flaws within them, right? Like they, they should have really beaten up on a bad Arizona Cardinals defense and they couldn't. And it was a one possession game again in the fourth quarter and against the Cleveland Browns, like they should have been able to win that game, but they can't. And they've been, too close against the Lions a couple of times and certainly almost blew it against the Vikings at the end. Like even when they show progress, like there's still these underlying weaknesses, Achilles heels, continuing issues that were there when they were really bad and are still there even as they're getting better. And it's like they haven't quite gotten all the way over the hump where it's like you can still point to the things that coaching and maybe quarterbacking is negatively contributing. And it's not just purely positive and blame the other one. They're kind of both doing some good things, but also both causing some of the problems. And so does that leave you cleaning house or do you feel like, Oh, if we changed one, the other would be fixed. I have a feeling it's going to be kind of a fresh slate. Okay. Ryan Poles comes to you and says, Lauren, if I gave you a magic wand right here to make this decision, what decision are you Lauren Cox host of locked on bears making? 
it's it's hard, but to me, I'm I'm hiring a new head coach, and I'm certainly I'm letting that new head coach make their ultimate decision. But if I'm sort of in making that decision for them, like to me, it's a rookie quarterback, and it's moving on from Justin Fields, and it's getting the rookie quarterback that your head coach really thinks. I I can't sit here to say I can't sit here today and really say clearly like it's gotta be Caleb Williams per se. Can I throw a little bit of a wild card situation at you? Sure. The way that this defense looks since October has been really, really good. And they have, because they've invested in trying to make Justin Fields work. They've been trying to make fetch happen with Justin Fields. They go get DJ Moore. They invest in the offensive line. This this running game is so good and has been so good. Isn't this a situation where you could convince yourself this is tailor-made for a veteran? Like, come in and, hey, we could be a playoff team next year with a veteran quarterback and not try and play the long game with one of these rookies? If they didn't, let's just say they didn't have the first overall pick. If they were going to have the eighth pick, doesn't that seem like a way forward for them? I guess it depends on if you think you can find a veteran that's clearly head and shoulders better than Justin Fields for the money that you're going to have to invest. And I certainly think there's guys out there, people have flown out, thrown out like, Justin Herbert. I don't think that's really a realistic trade option, but people, people like that name. And if that became available, absolutely. Like if it's a can't miss, you know, if this was last off season and Lamar Jackson was available again for mm. maybe first on pick sign me up. I, I would have done it last off season personally, like, but to me, <laughs> the, the veteran quarterback options right now don't jump out at me as like, Oh man, there's your chance to get a, a bona fide, like surefire thing. Like to me, I'd rather take a chance on rookie if the other veteran quarterback is just going to have different question marks than Justin Fields. Stay up to date all year on the Chicago Bears by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Bears on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, Victor Wembanyama has company at the top of the Rookie of the Year race. The Rookie of the Year award in the NBA is Victor Wembanyama's to lose, or is it? Locked On NBA host Matt Moore and David Ramil look at Wemby's key competition. The biggest thing is like whenever I watch Hawkes, I'm just like, like there's a couple of plays here and there where he makes rookie stuff, but like the vast majority, eight out of ten, I'm just like, man, what a pro! Like he just looks like ready to go every single play. Um, yeah. It even I, who thought the Heat media shenanigans were ridiculous this summer, even I will acknowledge it's really funny that Jaime Hawkes is a much better rookie than Scoot Henderson. That's that's pretty funny. That's I didn't say anything, so I'm I'm glad that you did that. Look, Jaime Hawkes is, is a nice story. And if you're going to do the, oh, well, he is a key contributor, a key scorer on a playoff team, then can I interest you in the actual betting favorite on FanDuel right now, Chet Holmgren? Chet Holmgren is minus odds to win Rookie of the Year. And, and, and why, you might ask, if you haven't been watching the Oklahoma City Thunder, because he's averaging 17 and 8 shooting almost 53% from the field on a team that could be a top three seed in the Western Conference. If you want to do the key contributor on a winning team, how about the guy who's actually doing more on a team that's even better? Right now, the only case for Chet Holmgren over Victor Wembenyama even is, or excuse me, for Victor Wembenyama over Chet Holmgren is the hype over Wembenyama. And that the Spurs are wildly misusing him. They don't have anybody to get him the ball. Chet Holmgren is a ready-made NBA player who is playing at a borderline all-star level right now today. If anyone is the rookie of the year that isn't Victor Wembanyama right now, it is Chet Holmgren. And frankly, it is not close. And finally, maybe name, image, and likeness haters 
can relax for just a minute. Indiana Hoosiers basketball player Anthony Leal took his NIL money and paid off his sister's student loans. It's not just enough that this money can go to compensate athletes for something that they deserve to be compensated for. It's that they can take that compensation and then use it to help other people. It, is, it means so much more than just these athletes getting paid. It can change the lives of people around them. And that's, that's why NIL is a good idea and it is working. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Coming up on the next Locked On Sports Today are the 49ers legitimate Super Bowl contenders. So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.